Welcome everybody to another episode of the Astro Read. We are your hosts, Nayeli and Stella. The Astro Read podcast is all about astrology, celebrity news, and how to use astrology in your everyday life. Yes, welcome back to our current subscribers and hello to all of our new viewers. Thank you so much for the comments you guys have been putting in our videos. We're so excited because our goal is to reach 100 subscribers by the end of 2022 and beyond. And like these have all been ideas that we've received and we're really excited to share them with you as well as um, any episodes or topics that you guys would like us to do reviews of as well. Any articles you see like this one that we have today. Yeah, so today, um, uh, this episode marks our first annual celebrity breakup rapid fire. (laughs) And what inspired this was a recent article by Gawker um, that was titled, These Celebrities Will Probably Get Divorced in 2022. Um, And it included celebrity couples like Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel, Will Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, and so on and so forth. So I think in total, they listed six celebrity couples. Um, But what they didn't do was actually analyze their natal charts to figure out if these celebrities are really meant to break up or not. So that's what we're doing. We're like really getting to the bottom of it and seeing, was Gawker on the right track? Or was this article on the wrong track? You know, are these celebrity couples meant to stay together or they're not? So we're sort of going to do this by a ranking. We're going to go through the six couples uh, pretty rapidly to hit like the major points that we think determine whether they're a good match or not a good match. And um, we're going to go in order from the couples that we think are the least likely to break up to the couples, uh, all the way down to the couple that we think would be the most likely to break up. So to start off, uh, couple number one, so the one we think is least likely to break up, is Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, this is a solid couple. They've been together forever, for for as long as I can remember. I mean, since I was a kid, so I guess the 90s, I don't know. I don't even know how far back they go, but it's a long time. Um, But recently, you know, there's been some shakeups in their relationship in the public eye, um, especially with Jada's past entanglements. And um, I think that has people thinking that maybe Will and Jada are not meant to last. So we'll give our take. Uh, So, you know, my take is that um, they're a pretty good matchup. Um, They're not the most inspirational matchup to me when I look at like their planetary placements. Uh, But I think they're a couple that's meant to last because they're just about commitment. So, I mean, if I were to quickly go through, um, you know, Will is a Libra son, Jada is a Virgo son. Uh, it's an okay matchup. Virgo Libras, they can go pretty well together, but Virgos tend to be a little more critical. But, you know, with Will having his son in Libra in the fifth house, I think he's a guy that's very much about like making 
um, a, a commitment, like making love work, you know, like all about relationships and love. So I think he'll stick by a relationship. Um, I know he had that past divorce, but even that was very hard for him to go through. So I don't think that's something he would like willingly go through again. And then with Jada being a Virgo, Virgo tends to be a, a loyal sign, but the way that Jada and Will show loyalty might be different than like what other people would consider loyalty. Um, uh, the moon matchup, Will has his moon in Scorpio. So very like secretly sensitive kind of guy, like loyalty is probably a big deal for him. Um, and he probably gets that loyalty from Jada's Virgo moon. Um, so I think, you know, that's a pretty good matchup when it comes to the moons, like regardless of what happens in their marriage and like what entanglements, you know, pass by, um, they're probably two people that are going to like be ride or die. Like they've got each other's backs. They may argue in the background but like in the public eye they've got each other's backs um their mercuries are a good matchup will has a libra mercury jada has a virgo mercury so i think their conversations are probably very good very clever um i think their venus matchups are really good um so will has his venus in libra in the sixth house and jada has her venus also in libra in the tenth house so the sixth and 10th houses are career related houses. And then both of their Venuses are in Libra. So a very romantic kind of Libra, uh, sorry, a romantic type of Venus to have, you know, uh, Libra is in, uh, Venus is an exaltation in Libra. And then they have their Venuses in career related houses. So I think they're very committed based on, they could be very committed based on that. And I think where they're very committed is in their you know, their professional pursuits, you know, their goals when it comes to their careers and just building a life of stability for themselves. Um, their Mars placements, not the greatest, but not terrible. Will has his Mars in Virgo. Uh, so he's probably like a little more, I don't know, like by the book or conservative, I guess, with that kind of Mars placement, but also probably loyal. But Jada has her Mars in Aquarius. So Aquarius is more of like the rebellious sign. So that might be where Jada gets into a few entanglements, but Will will stick around. And at the end of the day, Jada is loyal. Like she might have entanglements, Will might have had entanglements. We'll never fully know. But at the end of the day, like their like their marriage is like a huge commitment. Uh, their Juno placements, you know, and Juno is the asteroid that represents what they need for long-term commitment. Will's Juno is in Scorpio. So he probably needs like total like commitment. Betrayal is probably not good for him in a long-term relationship. Uh, and uh, so devotion's huge to Will. Um, and Jada has her Juno in Virgo. So she probably needs for a long-term relationship, somebody that could provide her with stability. Virgo is very much like the helper sign. So somebody that could help her with her life and her career, you know, would probably be a helpful uh, long-term partner. Uh, so in that way, their Junos are aligned um and they and will has his juno in the sixth house of work and daily habits and jada has her juno in like the night in the ninth house of expanding horizons so i think they've been able to do that for each other like you know will probably needs a partner that's going to help them with the day-to-day -day, uh that's very driven as far as like uh, as far as being stable keeping up the day-to-day -day, you know having a job jada is definitely that she's had a successful career in her own right and then with Jada having her Juno in the ninth house, she probably would need a partner that could help her expand her horizons a bit. And I'm sure Will has been that way 
to to a certain extent to a good extent because you know he's this major movie star you know he's just a major entertainer like he's done music um now he's an author he's just done it also because of their success they've been able to expand their horizons and travel all over the world so a pretty good matchup there um where things get a little more i guess unconventional or different is in their north node placements um Will has his north north node in Aries, so a big part of like his sole purpose is going to be figuring out who his true self is, being an individual. Um, he's probably because of that very good at knowing how to be in a relationship, or that's his comfort zone because his south node, so his sole comfort zone, so to speak, is in Libra, the sign of relationships. Jada has her north node in Aquarius, so her sole purpose will probably be all about like figuring out how to be her true self, how to not go by the book, so to speak, um, how to be one with the people and, and not put herself on such a pedestal. Um, and they both have the same Chiron. So Chiron is the asteroid of the internal wounds. Uh, they both have their Chiron in Aries. Uh, so, uh, and uh, in different houses, but still in the same sign. So they probably understand each other's internal wounds. So like my synopsis on Will and Jada is that you know they have very strong Scorpio and Virgo traits in their matchup, which creates loyalty. Um, but there could also be challenges of criticism, control. There could have been lack of trust throughout their marriage at different points. So I mean, their sinistry or not sinistry, more so their matchups. It doesn't make me super excited as for them as a couple, but it. it indicates to me that they're solid. Like they're not breaking up, regardless of whatever happens, whatever comes their way. Like a big part of their makeup is being solid and perhaps in a way where we don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. They're probably a little more unconventional in their marriage than what we know or, or what we will ever know about them. So what are your mm -hmm. thoughts, Stella? So yeah, these, these two are not breaking up. What I want to highlight is his North Node in Aries is in the 11th house, making mm -hmm. his sort of need for um, outside approval, outside mm -hmm. attention. His face, his his sort of uh, access to the world is very important to him and how he's being seen in the world and who he's connected with in the world is important to him. But she's got it, her North Node in Aquarius, the traditional ruler of the 11th house. Mm -hmm. So she sort of identifies with his needs as well, except it's in the third house. So it's how she communicates. I think they were more upset that people found out if you really see the videos yeah. about the relationship than they were upset about the relationship. Yeah. They didn't care whether or not she was in, in, a, in an extramarital affair. They probably already knew that. They yeah. probably had agreements about that. Um, and it was more so the image that it portrayed to the world not as her being disloyal, but so much as her not being in the traditional marriage that other people sort of agree with, mm -hmm. which there's is anything but like conventional because of where their placements are. It's very public. It's very out there. They have a lot of experiences, you know, with people around the world. He's very adventurous because he's trying to explore that Chiron wound, um, you know, having fun with things that are sort of like initiatory, things that are new, things that are um, innovative. So he's always showing videos on his site about, you know, the newest thing that's happening in Dubai. Like he went through this underwater cave that they just built and like a whole bunch of different things that are very fun and interesting, but she's not like that. She's very down to earth. She wants things very calm. 
So that difference really like helps him feel that rooted energy that he needs because um, he does have a lot of placements in an earth sign. He does have his placements in Virgo. And it's because his Jupiter is in Virgo and her sun and many other planets that are important are in Virgo that they work. Um, they are there in it for each other. He's sort of loving the way that she communicates to him. He's loving the way that she is solid and loyal to him. She would never leave him, which is the whole point. It doesn't matter whether or not she had an extra matter of her. She's never going to leave him. He's never going to leave her. Um, they also have um, sextile of their moons. So, you know, moon in Virgo and moon in um, uh, Scorpio. So it's very positive energy towards them feeling emotionally connected. She doesn't, he doesn't feel that she takes advantage of him in any way. And she doesn't feel that he doesn't value her emotional needs. Um, and so they're, they're very compatible in that way as well. And of course, um, the fact that his, um, you know, uh, MC, his uh, highest point in his chart is in the ninth house, actually, in whole signs. And it's also in the same amount as our Mars. So she really gives a lot of motivation to him to really pursue all of the things he's trying to do. She does not hold him back. You know, and whatever sexual desires, whatever needs that she has, whatever emotional needs that she uses with other people, if that is the case, is never going to take away from the fact that she loves him more than anything else. Like, you know, whatever, you know, rumors there are, whatever BS is going on, that is her man. And so, you know, the, it's an unconventional way of like living their relationship. It's something that people are like, oh, it's not very romantic, but it's like, what was romance before? Yeah. You know, romance was uh, being a slave to another person and like yeah. only raising children and being barefoot and pregnant. Like there's so many definitions of what romance used to be. I needed a prince to save me and like all this mm -hmm. other BS. So now they're sort of demonstrating what our relationships could look like in the age of Aquarius, because mm -hmm. they have a lot of very strong Aquarian energy. They're, they're an example for what we could possibly build relationships around in the mm -hmm. future. It doesn't necessarily have to be about being madly, deeply in love, but loyalty has to be more important than love. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your career and how you push each other has to be more important than love. And yes, love can be a solid foundation, but it can also be a distraction mm -hmm. from your evolution. So yeah. you could end up in a relationship where you're stifled by love and you're not able to evolve as a person, or you can end up in a relationship where you love the person, but you just can't stand the little habits that they have. Yeah. And luckily he's got Mars in Virgo. So he's probably a very neat and clean person. Yeah. <laughs> that makes her very attracted to him. He's very organized. He doesn't have to be coddled after. He's a person who can take care of himself and not in that negative way where you're like, I don't want to take care of you. They take care of each other, but in that way that they care for each other equally, there's no, it's an equal partnership all around astrologically, which is very nice. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. that it's probably going to be what more relationships look like or what more relationships strive for in yeah. the future. Or maybe yeah. what more relationships have been, you know, I'm sure there's relationships that have been like this all along, but not so in the public eye where it's become a bit apparent, right? You know, I'm sure there's some couples that aren't famous that kind of have a similar arrangement. So I think that's what we'll see with some of the couples from this Gawker article, that they sort of display what people wouldn't normally or traditionally think of for a successful relationship, That, but that doesn't mean it can't be successful, right? So 
on to the next couple. The second least likely to break up is Kristen and Dax. So uh, I forget their full name. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. So Kristen Bell, you know, she's in a whole bunch of shows, but she was in Veronica Mars for years. And then Dax Shepard, he's been in all these movies. And like, he has um, his podcast that has been doing pretty well called Armchair Experts. And um, yeah, and because of how they appear as a couple, like um, they're always, um, I don't know, or at least mostly Kristen, uh, uh, yeah, Kristen Bell. She's usually talking about how like her and Dax get into arguments um, and um you know, she's talking, you know, she'll talk about fights they've had and how they haven't talked and like just all this stuff. And then it gets people to thinking, okay, like these two people hate each other. Like, why don't they get divorced? And I kind of thought the same. I was starting to feel like, are these people even happy? But then I looked at their astrological matchups and I realized, you know what? There's more there than meets the surface when it comes to Kristen and Dax. And they've been together for a long time. I don't even know how long. They have two kids. Um, you know, they've been together for forever, it seems like, well, or like forever in Hollywood terms. They're both from Michigan, I believe, but like live these parallel lives where they really didn't meet until like they were adults and working in Hollywood. So it's like they were like destined to meet at some point. But um, actually, when I look at their uh, matchup, uh, they are, you know, more compatible than what people uh, that listen to all their complaining and banter probably give them credit for. So first of all, they have a really good sun matchup. So Kristen is a Cancer, Dax is a Capricorn. So that's like the mommy and daddy of the of astrology, like right there. <laughs> and that's kind of what they represent. They represent like their brands. It's like they're a couple and their parents and like they're doing the laundry and like whatever. Um, they're they normal they're just normal people living normal lives yeah right? that's that's their brand like they, they they don't have this like brand of like we're you know we're like extravagant and we're like on private planes they probably could do that if they wanted to they're very successful but their brand is like the suburban mom and pop and that is like their sun sign you know with cancer and capricorn and also Cancer and Capricorn are signs that are very much committed when it comes to relationships, like ride or die. Um, then their moon signs are pretty good. Um, okay, like Libra and Virgo. So Kristen's moon is in Libra. Dax's moon is in Virgo. So Dax is probably a little more critical and like nitpicky emotionally than Kristen is. But I think they could... And that kind of shows in their dynamic. Usually when Kristen and Dax talks, talk about their relationship, it's like Dax like punching a wall or like being upset about something or not liking how the laundry was done. And then Kristen's like the doting wife that's like, okay, like I'll deal with this. Like, I'll try to understand you. And it seems unconventional, it seems uh, unhealthy, but it's also like their moon signs. Then their Mercury is in Cancer and Capricorn. So how they are as people is how they communicate, you know, and very com compatible Mercury signs with Cancer and Capricorn, you know, very committed, very much like they say what they mean kind of thing, but it might come across differently. Like uh, Kristen is probably more of like uh, an emphatic and like emotional communicator. And Dax with the Mercury being in Capricorn is probably like more serious of a communicator. So um, so yeah, like Dax may come across more severe in his communication and in his personality, but it's still compatible with Kristen. Um, then their Venuses, um, 
are in the signs that are not the most compatible, I guess. Um, but I'll go into the Venus and Mars, you know, and why it could work. So Kristen's Venus is in Gemini and you know how I feel about like Venus and Mars and Gemini. It could lead me. I know you roll your eyes as I say this, but Venus in Gemini is a little more with Venus being in Gemini, Kristen's definitely like probably playful and like flirty. That's probably what drew Dax in at some point. But, you know, Venus and Gemini, they could be a little bit fickle. Um, but when they commit, they commit. What kind of helps Kristen is that her Mars is in Libra. So her sexuality, how she takes action is very relationship focused. So that's her saving grace right there. But there were reports about, you know, Kristen hanging out with one of her coworkers and going to work out. I forgot the name of like her co-star or whatever, Benjamin something. And, uh, you know, people were thinking, oh, is she having an affair, blah, blah, blah. Probably not, probably not on Dax's watch, but she's probably like has friends from different genders. She's probably a very friendly person, you know, but she's committed. She's not going to step out on Dax. Like he won't let that happen because his Venus is in Capricorn. So he's super committed, in my opinion, based on that placement. But then his Mars is in Sagittarius. So it makes him kind of exciting in the bedroom, but also kind of affectionate, playful in the bedroom. So right off their, the bat, their Venus and Mars placements don't really go. But when you mix the Venus and Mars placements together, it actually goes. And that's like Kristen and Dax in a nutshell. Like from the outside, you think, what is going on? Are they working? But like behind the scenes, they're like these puzzle pieces that like go together. Like their whole relationship could take up a whole episode, but we, this is the rapid fire. So we yeah. can only touch upon so much, but basically the matchup is Kristen's Venus and Gemini with Dax's Mars and Sagittarius, which is a good matchup. And then Dax's Venus and Capricorn with that's committed with like Kristen's Mars and Libra, which is also committed. So basically the matchup is like committed, but fun and exploratory and flirty and like good conversation type of thing. So that's how I interpret it. Their Junos are well-placed for each other. Kristen is in, uh, has her Juno in Virgo. Uh, Dax has his Juno in Pisces. Virgo and Pisces, very different. Um, they're opposites uh, as far as signs, but can go together. You know, for Kristen, uh, for a long-term relationship to work with it being in Virgo, she probably needs somebody that's helpful. She's probably somebody that's like very committed and helpful in a long-term relationship. You know, she probably wants somebody who's supportive. And then with Dax having his Juno in Pisces, he probably needs some sort of sensitivity um, in the relationship for it to continue. He probably needs somebody that can help him as well. He probably wants to be in a relationship where he can actually give. So his Juno placement is very interesting considering that he has a lot of Capricorn placements. Uh, so overall, I mean, I can go on and on, but I think um, overall they're a pretty good matchup. I think they're two committed people and their communication is very like, up front. Um, my synopsis on them is Kristen and Dax are complex upfront people that could be a good match for each other. I think they're lovable people, but they're not easy to love. And they like found each other and they somehow work. And like when you look deeper into their charts, there's just so much that's going on. Like Dax has a mystic rectangle in his chart, um, you know, and then Kristen has a yacht in her chart. And so their relationship can literally take up a whole episode. But like overall, I think the way they communicate is very like upfront, like they keep it real. Like they're not going to showcase their marriage just like, 
it's lovey-dovey and like we're on a yacht like they're giving like the real deal like couples fight and like couples don't talk for two days and like couples stick together and so that's like them like that's their brand and that's also them and I think they are not very likely to break up yeah so I totally agree with you I think you said all of the points I just want to point out that her Venus is in Gemini which is hard for you to understand, but for Dax, who has um, Mars in um, uh, Sagittarius, he's going to love her light energy. She doesn't take anything personally. She loves to talk. He doesn't have to talk as much as her because he's got his communication sign in the sign of like, basically... Like the the quietest side of the zodiac, which is Capricorn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like not that they're shy. They're not shy. They just they say they they talk like cavemen. They just like this is what I want to say, and that's all I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I'm not ta- I'm not calling Capricorns cavemen, but you know they don't have they have a limited communication style. Let's call it that. And they just say exactly what they need to say, and that is it. And that could also cut. But let's say she had her Venus in, you know, a different sign in Cancer, for example, she couldn't take it. You know what I'm saying? But she has her Mercury in Cancer, which means that when he does dole out these wonderful arguments that he might start or whatever it is, or rather, um, she might, she might be able to just communicate it in a way that's more loving than he is, Mm -hmm. that he can really boil it down and she doesn't take things to heart because she knows that he's just doing it to be a good husband or to be a good father or whatever it is and then of course she's got um her mars in libra as well which also makes her balanced in her approach to her relationship she doesn't it's not the end all and be all of who she is but it's also something that she really needs in her life she needs a solid foundation within her relationships which again another person with chiron in taurus which i'm sure that i think there's another couple with chiron in in taurus as well um that is uh needing that stability so they really enjoy that stability they really enjoy having that relationship that is stable and um of course we have another uh jupiter and moon connection her jupiter is in the same house as his moon so there's a lot of expansion happening within their emotions they're very connected emotionally and they really do care about each other and that opposition of the sun is great like that's probably the best part of their chart is the opposites attract And they're not going to sugarcoat who they are. They don't have to be like JLo and Ben Affleck on a yacht, like you said, like showing off their wealth and their fame and everything else. They're regular people who fell in love, who happened to work in Hollywood. That's really like who they are. And there's no fakeness about it. And he's not fake and she's not fake. So they really do appreciate each other for that. So it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what also adds to how they portray themselves in their banter is their chirons, in my opinion. So Kristen's chiron is in Taurus, which could relate to maybe having wounds around body image, but also wounds about like speaking up and and showing your true voice, whether it's singing or like literally expressing yourself. And Kristen in the past has expressed you know, her um, challenges with anxiety and how as a teenager and young adult, she felt like she always had to be like happy all the time, right? And and, and kind of mask her anxiety. And she's learned how to just be more honest about like the good and not so great in her life or just like better, like has been more upfront about not sugarcoating things. Like she had to, felt like she had to in the past. And then with Dax's Chiron, his Chiron's in Aries. And so with the Chiron in Aries, it could manifest as, you know, being assertive, like 
being unapologetically who you are, being very individualistic. So I think what their chirons do have in common is like having wounds um, around expression, like your true expression of self, right? So maybe they have gotten past their Chiron wounds. Maybe they haven't. There's no way for us to truly know, but I think it could manifest in how they communicate in the public eye. They're very much like, this is who we are. Like mm -hmm. marriages aren't perfect. This is mm -hmm. how it is. We're living a very down to earth lifestyle. So I think that just translates in the persona that they have as a couple and some people assume, oh, okay, they hate each other and like, they're never going to, they're going to break up, but it's like, no, that's just like, that's just their banter. And that's just like their healed inner wounds coming out to play. And, you know, these two celebrities showcasing like a very real, like, um, typical relationship. Um, that's not very common in Hollywood. It's not glitz and glamor. It's mom and pop, you know, having a marriage, like that's exactly, Kristen and Dax. Exactly. And and of course, you've you've got the Chiron, uh, Chiron, his Chiron opposing um, Pluto, which just means that he's going to have those wounds reflected in his soul. So her mm -hmm. presence probably gives him the room to be who he is, to let out the anger that he does have, to be able to express himself fully, and mm -hmm. you know, not in an abusive way in any terms, but definitely in a way that he's learning how to communicate better with others. He's learning from her how to be a better person. He loves the person that he is with her, which mm -hmm. I think is something that he has said before, um, mm -hmm. that he enjoys the fact that she brings out the good in him, even though sometimes he can be, you know, the not so good because he was a bad boy before they met. Yeah. <laughs> he was a bad boy before they met and then she made him a good boy or something like that. I, I've definitely seen that in interviews, but they're very cute together. So I, I think that they are for, for lifers really. And like, we're going to see them when they're old, like getting some Academy award or something. <laughs> yeah. Some like we'll lifetime achievement award of like starring in a sitcom together or something. Yeah. They'll be, they could very well be like those old school Hollywood couples that you used to see like 10 years ago that had been together for like 50 years. Like they could easily be one of those Hollywood couples in the future for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So who's so next? On to the next, the, the third uh, least likely couple to break up is Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra Jonas or Priyanka or however she's calling herself these days. So there's a lot of people out there that like that doubt this relationship because you know she's 10 years older. There's nothing wrong, by the way, with like being 10 years older than your husband. Also, how they came about, right? It, it, from the outside looking in, it was a whirlwind romance, like they nobody really knows for sure like when they started dating but it, it almost seemed like they started dating and then they got engaged really quickly and then they got married like it seemed really fast um and also their lifestyle I think they've said in some interviews that you know they live in different places a lot of the time due to work you know Nick uh is oftentimes you know uh, acting in a movie or, you know, touring with the Jonas Brothers. Um, and then Priyanka is filming, you know, in London or filming elsewhere or working on a movie producing. So, you know, there's been reports that they see each other like once every three weeks. So based on this, people think, okay, is this, is this like a showmance? Is this a real relationship? Um, and so that's probably why they ended up on the Gawker list of couples most likely to divorce. Um, so then looking at their matchup, 
you know, I actually think they're a better match than what, you know, a lot of people would probably give them credit for. And looking at their charts, I see why they probably seem like the couple that they are, where, you know, they're not together all the time, or it seems unconventional to other people um, for various reasons. Um, so as far as their sun placements, like, it's pretty well matched, I would say, like, Nick has his son in Virgo. So he's very like, I don't know, reserved, laid back, stable, grounded. And then Priyanka's a cancer and, you know, cancers, they're very committed. Um, they're emotional and they, but they need somebody that can ground them. And so I think Nick can be that person that can ground Priyanka and be an emotional support for her. Even if he's not like super emotional, wear your heart on your sleeve type of person. Uh, their moon placements, uh, not the greatest matchup, but not horrible. So Nick has his moon in Taurus. So again, adding to his very serious grounded demeanor, uh, he's very like stable. And then Priyanka has her moon in Gemini. So that probably means she's a little more lighthearted when it comes to her emotions, even though she is a cancer sun. Her moon is in her first house though. So she probably wears her emotions on her sleeve, I would assume. But how it comes out is probably, you know, more lighthearted and like joking around type of thing if her moon's in Gemini. Um, uh, there are Mercury matchups. Uh are okay. Nick has his Mercury in Virgo. So he's probably very clever. He's probably very critical, probably pretty honest. And then Priyanka has her Mercury in Cancer. She's so she's probably very loving in her speech, very compassionate. So not like the best matchup, but not bad either. It, it could actually go very well because it's like Nick's Earth Mercury with Priyanka's Water Mercury. So it's it's again another example of how Nick can be a grounding force for Priyanka and provide that support uh, that she probably needs. Their Venuses are in pretty compatible signs. Nick's Venus is in Libra, so he's probably very romantic and likes being, you know, relationship focused. Priyanka has her Venus in Gemini. Um, you know how I feel about that. But all right. This I is be... personally victimized in every episode we mentioned. Make me You can pick a placement of uh, you can pick a placement of mine that you can make fun of in every okay. episode. Not make fun it. of, but like bust I'm my chops about. However, <laughs> it's okay. It's gonna be okay for Nick and Priyanka because Libra and Gemini get along really well. It's two air signs, so they're probably like really have like good like romantic chemistry and. Even though Priyanka has her Venus in Gemini, it's in her first house. So with Venus in the first house, she probably is like very romantic as well. Venus in the first house usually manifests as somebody being, you know, significantly beautiful, which Priyanka is just, you know, a very unique look. Um, and it also makes her very charming. I mean, so it's not surprising that when Nick first met her, he was like already like, okay, that's it. Like I'm marrying you, right? Because that's something that somebody with a Venus in a first house can definitely achieve from a love interest um their mars placements are okay like they're both in cardinal signs so very go-getter kind of mars placements nick's mars is in cancer um so mark mars can be the planet mars can be kind of weak in cancer but it can also make for somebody that's very supportive um and you get that sense like priyanka is you know, doing all these things with her career now, producing, acting in movies. She was in the new Matrix movie. She's working on a TV show. And, you know, whenever there's interviews with Nick, he's just always talking about how he's like, 
just super supportive of everything that she's doing. If she needs to go somewhere for six weeks, you know, she's going to do that. He's going to support her. He's going to visit where he can, or they're going to do long distance for those six weeks. And he's just like very supportive of everything that she does. And then with her Mars and Libra, um, and also in the fifth house. So her Mars is in a relationship focused sign, which is Libra and in a love related house, which is the fifth house. So that makes her very committed, well, very driven when it comes to love and relationships. So I think that Mars matchup makes them, you know, very, um, very like relationship driven. So from the outside, they might seem very career focused, but underneath they're actually very like, motivated when it comes to having a good relationship um then i love their juno placements their juno placements to me really uh describe who they are so as as far as a couple and what we see from them so nick's juno placement is in gemini so probably you know for a long-term relationship to work with him he probably needs somebody that can like teach him something new somebody that has a different perspective. And that's definitely Priyanka. Like she's, she's had this interesting life, you know, has traveled all over the world, is from another culture than his. And he always appreciates that. Like he celebrates her Indian related holidays and, you know, like they're his own, like he really embraces her culture. I mean, they even had an Indian uh, based wedding. And then with Priyanka's Juno, it's in Sagittarius. So again, some, you know, she probably also for a long-term relationship needs somebody that can be, that can, um, you know, that she could philosophize with, like somebody that she could talk about like life concepts with, or like the meaning of life, somebody that wants to travel with her or that lets her travel. And, you know, she, with a superstar like Nick Jonas, she can definitely have that. And then on top of that, her Juno is in the seventh house. So that probably means that having a relationship is very important to her. um, And she will be committed to make a long-term relationship work. Like she's very devoted in that way. So, I mean, based on those things, um, you know, I think from the outside, you know, there are these explorers, they're very career driven, but underneath they're very relationship focused and it may not be apparent right off the bat, um, but they both have these traits. And I think that's what can make their relationship work. It'll be interesting to see what happens between now and 2023, uh, because we will be having the Taurus Scorpio eclipses. And I'm sure that will be affecting Nick on an emotional level because his moon is in Taurus. But then on top of that, um, uh, Priyanka's Chiron is in Taurus. So, you know, her emotional wounds and her Chiron is in the 12th house. And then on top of that, that house and that sign in Priyanka's chart is intercepted. So that means when you have like a pizza slice, as I like to call the houses of like the natal chart, when it's completely contained in a sign, it's like intercepted, it's trapped. So perhaps during these, um, this era of eclipses, Priyanka, hidden things that have been bubbling inside Priyanka might be let out and it could be affecting her significantly in different ways. It might affect her in her relationship or perhaps her and Nick can weather this storm. So whether I think if Nick and Priyanka can make it to 2023, then I think that will speak volumes. And I think that will prove that this is a relationship that isn't a showmance, like it's here to stay. And I think it does have that potential. I think how they describe themselves as a couple is what their astrology shows. Like Priyanka is driven, but 
secretly, not secretly, she's also maternal. She's both. She wants it all. Like she wants the career and she would eventually want to settle down and have kids. And she's on her way there. And Nick is very grounded. It's not surprising that he's ended up with somebody older than him. He's always sort of dated older. Um, he's just very mature, very grounded. He probably wouldn't be able to date somebody younger than him. I don't think. Um, and so I think they're like a really interesting couple. And they're an example of how a couple doesn't have to be the traditional couple that you expect. Like a couple doesn't have to be living in the same house 365 days a year, you know, and, but it could still work, you know, and how they're, how they will be in relationship could evolve over time, but that's up to them to decide. And just because they only see each other once every three weeks, doesn't mean that they don't have a good relationship. So that's my take. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I just want to distinguish, I use whole sign astrology and their astrology under whole sign is a little bit different than the way that Nayeli describes it. So that's fine. It's just a different way of interpreting it, but it is cosmic. Whoa. It's literally lined up exactly perfectly. Wow. Her first house, his 10th house, her fourth house, his first house, her seventh house, his fourth house her 10th house, his seventh house. So they're sort of like, whoa, like <laughs> these people are supposed to be together. These people yeah. are supposed to have this relationship. Not only that, but you emphasized her Juno placement in um, the uh, seventh house. It's actually in the eighth house in whole sign astrology mm -hmm. with um, Jupiter in the seventh house, which is a very auspicious placement. That means her marriage and the person she marries is someone who brings her luck and good fortune. And speaking of who she marries, the Chiron in her first house in Taurus in whole sign astrology is something that indicates that she needs someone who is solid, who has a solid foundation, who is going to heal that wound of her financial necessity. I don't know if she was poor in a lot in her last life, or she was poor when she was younger, or she struggled financially at some point in her life, or even just the fear of struggling financially. Mm -hmm. It's something that she herself has had to overcome, mm -hmm. but he fulfills the needs that she has to be able to be with someone who is not only foundationally, but someone who's focused on that solidarity. Her Mercury and her um, North Node are also in Cancer, which yeah. means that she is looking for that solidarity as well. She's establishing that solidarity. Yeah. And given that his Mars is in the same sign of Cancer, he's out here trying to provide. He's a provider. He's focused on providing for someone else. He's motivated by being someone who someone can rely on and someone who, who is there for someone else. And then, of course, like you were saying, the adventurous side of both of them really brought them together you know what I mean her her Venus in Gemini she's very curious she wants to know more about the world and then of course his north node in Sagittarius he's curious he wants to know about the world so that's really something that brought them together something that made them a solid couple their son uh, and his son and her son are also in sextile. Um, Mercury is in sextile as well. So they have auspicious communication. They have auspicious, um, they shine together. So when they're together, each one shines. There's not this competitive nature mm -hmm. if they had been opposing, you know what I mean? So if they had had opposite sun with the same, you know, with a sextile Mercury, very different interpretation. Um, and then finally, what I wanted to mention is just the fact that his Venus is in Libra, 
And her Mars is also in Libra, which means that the way that she wants to receive love and the way that, or he wants to receive the way she gives love is going to be very compatible. He really loves the way that she takes care of him, that she wants to be with him. And the fact that she mentioned, like they had some flippant comment that she was mentioning, like, oh, we just have to figure out what our traditions are because, you know, during the winter time, we don't have time with each other. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, I'm like, she is, you know, she's going to communicate how she feels. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the big deal with that? But then I looked at her chart and I'm looking at, oh, like Mars is in Libra. She, it's very important that they spend time with each other. It's very important that they are together. But at the same time, the seventh house in um, Holstein is in uh, Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be some sort of issue with the hidden agenda behind their marriage, the hidden agenda behind their um, relationship. And that's always probably going to haunt them mm-hmm. in terms of what it is that they're together for. But mm-hmm none of our business why they are together they want to be together they're going to be together in terms of whether or not they will have a future um i personally feel that this is going to continue i don't know how long it's going to continue because the north node is going to travel into hit her first house and his 10th house so it might be uh his most successful year and the year that she is able to totally transform herself. It could be that she becomes a mother since um, his son is hitting her fifth house. It could be the year that she um, is able to create more independent wealth, you know, whether it's that she out earns him, whatever the case may be. But I don't think that there's a competition between their finances. So, you know, if she earns more money, he would be happy, you know? Um, But yeah, I think that they're a very good couple. They're very compatible. They hit each other in all the right places they love the adventure that they are together and they don't mind the age gap you know and her venus is in gemini there's going to be an age gap like yeah (laughs) they're gonna marry someone very young or marry someone very old you know (laughs) and like that's just how it's gonna be and and all the all the things that we have to pay attention to are whether or not the compatibility is there and the compatibility is there regardless of the actions that are present in the news that they can basically fabricate. Maybe she told him that he was going to, that she was going to say that, you know, to make him angry. Like mm-hmm. you need to spend more time with me. Yeah. Maybe that's how she communicates to him. Like she yeah. sent a message via, you know, this reporter, like you're not spending enough time with your wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is something that definitely a cancer someone would do. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my hint. Here's my big hint. Here's my very big hint. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're a better matchup than people give them credit for. And um, yeah, I like this couple. I like this matchup and like what they represent. Like they're just showing another modern way of there's aspects of them that are um, exploratory and aspects about them that are actually very traditional. They're both very family oriented. And so that, and also their sense of adventure and learning is, is really what draws them together amongst other things. And I think Nick is that support for her. And, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and it's a whirlwind romance. And sometimes that could be the beginning of a toxic relationship. And sometimes that's, it's just meant to be like, sometimes the stars align, right. And like two people that are meant to be together, just meet, and it like just works. And like, sometimes when you're in that situation, it's like, why stop it? So I kind of feel like that's what happened with uh, Nick and Priyanka. And it'll be interesting to see what happens to them moving forward. But 
Mm-hmm. On to the next couple, a couple that we think is a little more likely to break up because now we're hitting the last three. Scarlett Johansson and Colin Yost. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. So Colin is in Saturday Night Live and uh, Scarlett Johansson is Scarlett Johansson. Like she needs no introduction. She's been around forever. She's part of the Marvel universe. She's Scarlett Johansson. Um, uh, the most beautiful woman on earth, according to, I don't know what magazine it was. Yeah, yeah I'm sure like People Magazine, I'm sure she was like, yeah, listed as like most beautiful woman at some point. So as far as their matchups, like for me, um, I think they're okay. Like they're okay. They don't excite me as much as like Nick and Priyanka and Kristen and Dax. And they don't necessarily have the same like ride or die stability as Will and Jada, right? And they haven't been together as long as Will and Jada. So for me, they're like a meh. Like they can make it, maybe they don't, who knows? But um, as far as their son matchup, it's okay, I guess. Like Scarlett is a Sagittarius and Colin is a Cancer. Um, so probably Colin may seem kind of sensitive and nurturing, you know, right off the bat. And then Sagittarians, they can be affectionate and loving as well, but they're also very like independent, freedom seeking and sarcastic. Like I'm a Sag rising, so I can relate to that. So I find the Sag and Cancer, there's things that could draw them together, but it's like not the most compatible matchup. Then with their moon, it's an okay moon matchup. Like um, Scarlet has her moon in Scorpio, which is very interesting considering that she has a Sagittarius sun. So, you know, when it comes to her emotions, they could be secretive. She probably needs loyalty. She's probably secretly sensitive, but in ways that aren't readily apparent. And then Colin's moon is in Libra. So a very like supportive relationship oriented moon but not the most sensitive um not in a mean way but like they're not going to have the same emotional depth as like a scorpio moon so it's an okay matchup for the moon like um i think based on that colin could be emotionally supportive to scarlet scorpio moon but may not be as sensitive as scarlet ultimately needs um their mercury matchup is really good scarlet's mercury is in sagittarius so she's probably a tell it like it is kind of gal um, and probably very clever and witty and Colin's Mercury is Gemini. So also probably has similar traits in that, you know, wittiness is there. Um, but Gemini isn't the most upfront sign. Like they always have like the two-faced aspect to them. So I think they probably had really good banter. They probably connected more on a, at first, probably like a humorous intellectual level. And I, I'm not sure, but I think they met while she was like hosting SNL at one point. So I'm sure they met in like a very comedic, you know, environment working on an episode of SNL and they probably do uh, connect on a conversational level. Uh, the Venus matchup, I'm not loving. Um, Scarlett's Venus is in Capricorn. Scarlett's very complex. She's like, like, it seems like not sensitive, but sensitive, but needs commitment, but isn't committed. That's probably why she's had like three marriages. But anyways, um, her Venus is in Capricorn. So she probably needs commitment on the love front, but Colin's Venus is in Gemini. So I guess they could be committed, but again, you know how I feel. I feel like it's just been a lot of Venus and Gemini from this Gawker article of the celebrities, but Venus and Gemini, you know, may not be the greatest matchup with a Venus and Capricorn. Um, the Mars matchup is okay. It's pretty good. Scarlet's Mars is an Aquarius. So she does things her way. 
and uh, in ways that may not be traditional. And Collins, Mars is in Libra, so very supportive. But when you look at their Venus-Mars matchups, it's actually pretty good because Scarlet's Venus is in Capricorn, Collins, uh, Mars is in Libra. So two cardinal signs in the Venus-Mars matchup. So that could lead to like commitment. Uh, but Capricorn could be a little more serious in how they show love. Uh, but uh, but a Mars and Libra might be okay with that. And then Scarlet has her Mars and Aquarius, which is very like, you know, does things their own way. And then yeah, Collins Gemini goes along well with that. So I think... Um, you know, I think their Venus March Mars matchup is good underneath, but maybe not on the surface. Um, they have a really good Juno placement uh, with Scarlet's Juno being in the relationship oriented sign of Libra and Collins Juno being in the stable committed sign of Capricorn. So, uh, and then their North nodes um, are very home homebound related. So Scarlet's North Node is in Taurus, which is like a sign that's related to building a foundation, um, building a home, uh, so to speak, um, just being homebound and stable. And then Collins North Node is in Cancer, which is very home related. So I think in general, they're not like the most exciting couple astrologically wise, but I think they're they perhaps were a couple that was meant to meet when they met and perhaps their purpose of being together is to build a home together. And I think they connect on a chemistry level and uh, on an intellectual conversational level. So I think they're a pretty good couple, like middle of the road. So, yeah, I mean, um, but she has a lot of indications for, um, what is it called for the multiple marriage in her chart? Um, for example, Jupiter and Venus conjunction, you know, Jupiter expands everything. So it's going to expand the amount of relationships that she has. And it's in the second house in whole signs um, in the house of, I'm sorry, in the, in the sign of um, Capricorn and people who are Venus and Capricorn tend to um, have, or rather attract men who are more, it's more so jealous of their success and Jupiter, Jupiter and Capricorn as well, jealous of the success of their wife or their wives. Um, so, you know, she has that expansion in her relationship. So she's going to get married, you know, pretty much a lot. <laughs> um, and then her North node being in the sixth house, um, really the, the, in the sign of Taurus, she's very much into stability. Stability is a part of her healthy life. She needs someone who is stable and probably the fact that she's had multiple marriages has made her feel sort of set back in that ability to create, you know, a stable relationship, but she also has sun and mercury, um, in, uh, in Sagittarius. So she's out here, you know, in a sign of the adventure in a sign of the person who is going to explore more than anyone else. She's into the exploration. She wants someone who's um, just like her, who, who wants to learn about the world and who is curious. Um, you know, and obviously Colin has his, um, his moon in Libra. He's got uh, his son in Cancer. And he's probably a more traditionalist than she's probably used to. Yeah. So it's something that she might get bored of eventually. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, that's, uh, especially with Mars and Aquarius, um, it might get boring to be with someone who's just so like, 
not willing to uh, explore outside of their um, experience, you know, and I, I don't think necessarily he exudes that just because it looks like um, he's the type of person who is more of a Libra-esque, so he's going to be more kind of showing both sides, kind of showing who he could, keeping a balance of who he is and, uh, and things like that. And um, yeah, so that, that's what I'm seeing for them. They're, they're compatible, you know, in terms of like the way that they sort of want to have stability in their lives, um, the way that they want to create a family. Uh, but I don't necessarily see them romantically compatible just because I'm not seeing anything come out. I mean, like even just, well, maybe the only thing is his son is opposing her Jupiter. Um, that's, that's a sign of compatibility. Um, his, her North node is on his Chiron. So she sort of is working on the same thing that he's trying to heal in this lifetime. And, you know, uh, there's no indications and his Jupiter is also in the same sign as her moon, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything just because it's not a conjunction. It's just in the same sign. Um, so yeah, but, but also it's the same theme as the other couples where Jupiter has, you know, an impact on their moon and they're together. So it's very interesting to see that that happened in at least two other couples. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like uh, they're, they're, eh. I wouldn't say that they're not going to stay together. I would say that she has multiple marriages in her chart. So if this is the last marriage, I don't know, but she's going to be married. Like that's just how her life is going to be, whether it's another three or four marriages that are coming up um, in terms of where the North node is right now, it's going to be hitting his Chiron. um, And it's also going to be, um, hitting her North node. So there's going to probably be some sort of shakeup in terms of what she's trying to accomplish in this lifetime and who he is and what he's healing. So maybe they help each other through that process. That would be the higher expression of this transit, but ultimately it's going to come down to her moon and Scorpio. Is she evolved enough in um, the way that she's approaching her Chiron in Gemini, in terms of her communication, in terms of her style, if they were going to break up, and I wrote this down before, if they were going to break up, it would have been this last transit of Gemini uh, North Node. And they didn't. So uh, they had a child actually, which actually transformed. Maybe that's a part of her healing. Maybe having that child help her heal her Chiron. And she might have a new mission that she's trying to get on board with, with her North node in the sixth house. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm hoping that the best for them, just because they seem like they're happy together. They don't seem like they're talking about a lot of their issues. There's not a lot of problems. They come from the same sort of area and background, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, New York, five borough kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, I think they're good for the, for the era, you know, whether they'll be together 10 years from now, who knows, but seems like they have like a good friendly connection. Like, I think they, they, yeah, I think they, he provides stability in a way that she probably hasn't experienced before. And, um, and they probably just have really good conversations and they have like a good friendship foundation, but whether that translates long-term time will tell and what they choose. So they're kind of middle of the road. Um, so on to the next couple that we think is most likely to break up. We might not be able to get through all of them, but we, we got through most, like we got through most of the important ones. So, so based out of the, so the couple that we think is more likely to break up than the ones we've talked about 
is Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. So they have an interesting matchup. I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of this couple. I guess because I was such a Britney Spears fan, so and still am. Uh, a lot of people out there. You just made this, still, there, there's, <laughs> there's still a lot of people out there that hope that, like, wish that Justin and Britney would have ended up together. I would have to look at their charts to see if that was even like in the stars or a possibility. But Justin and Jessica ended up together, so we got that. Um, I can look at it. <laughs> you, want, you can look. Do you want to look at it now to see if they're a good matchup? Let's do Jessica first and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. I have my ideas just based on what I've looked at in their charts of whether it would work out or not. I think the big thing with Justin is that, I don't know. I think he gives me, he gives off like strong Scorpio vibes. Um, I don't know why. Oh, well, I mean, he has his Juno and Scorpio, but that's about it. But it, I've looked at his whole chart and I forgot like why, but I got the vibe that he's very like, like sensitive and like you better not like piss him off and if you betray him it's like it like it's done and I think Jessica is more that person that's like ride or die is gonna put up with anything he does so like he likes that so but anyways looking at their matchup for Justin and Jessica um I don't think it's a good son matchup well, right off the bat. So what I put was like, not a good sun and Mercury matchup up front. And the reason why is because Justin is an Aquarius sun. Um, and then Jessica is a Pisces sun. So it's like, no, like right off the bat, I'm not a fan because Aquarius is very like, I don't know, like high, not high level thinking, but like utilitarian, like they kind of think of concepts. They're not, it's not a sensitive sign. And then Pisces is like so sensitive. Right. Um, but then, but then their Mercury's are flipped. So basically their sun and Mercury's are sort of like, yeah, like the opposite of each other. So Justin's sun is an Aquarius and Jessica's Mercury is an Aquarius. Uh, Jessica's sun is in Pisces. Justin's Mercury is in Pisces. And not only is his Mercury in Pisces, but it's in the seventh house. So I think right off the bat, they just don't seem like they would mesh, but they communicate in a way that, compliments who the other person is so I think it does end up working out in the end so it might be one of those things from a person not working out overall there's more to go in on that but like when it comes from a person communication standpoint right off the bat they may not seem like a good match in that way but then they communicate in ways probably behind the scenes that like make sense to each other um I think they have a good moon matchup. Like Justin's moon is in Sagittarius. Jessica's moon is in uh, Gemini. So very like exploratory. And they both have their moons in love related houses. So Justin's moon is in the fifth house. Jessica's moon is in the seventh. So they probably, their emotions are very geared towards, you know, starting and or maintaining a relationship. I think Jessica's moon is probably a bit more, um, relationship oriented than Justin's his emotions might be more more tied to like the thrill of love and like the beginning stages of it whereas Jessica's moon is more grounded into like an actual relationship but I think they you know they probably um you know with with Justin having a fire moon Jessica having um an air moon um they probably are, are on a compatible level on their moon uh, ask you know with their moons because it's not like 
one person is like way more sensitive than the other or something like that. So I think like emotionally, they'd be a pretty good match. Um, right off the bat, their Venus Mars matchups don't look great. But then when you compare like his Mars and her Venus and her Mars and his Venus, it's actually pretty good. So um Justin's Venus is in Capricorn. So again, like kind of needs commitment, stability from how he expresses love. It's in the sixth house or the fifth house, depending on what house system you use. And then Jessica's Mars is in Libra and the 10th house. So very like relationship oriented type of Mars, supportive type of Mars compared to his prominent Capricorn sign Venus. Um, and it's and her Mars is in the tenth house, so it kind of displays in real life where he's been he's been able to continue kind of being more in the spotlight, and Jessica does more behind the scenes stuff. I mean, she was in a show like a couple of years ago. I forgot what it was called. But other than that, she seems like the person that's like at home, you know, doing her thing behind the scenes, and he's the one that's more in the spotlight. Um, so she's more of like the behind the scenes supporting supportive wife, it seems like. But they both you know, they, his Venus is in the sixth house, potentially her Mars is in the 10th house. So I think like having that stability and career going, that's something that really keeps them th together and draws them together. And then his Mars is in Aquarius in the sixth or seventh house. And so a Mars in Aquarius, definitely more freedom uh, seeking or more like you know, kind of does their own thing, does things maybe non-traditionally when it comes to how they take action and even their sexuality. But then her Venus is an Aquarius in the second house. So I think that's a good, that could be a pretty good matchup there. Um, so yeah, I think with their Venuses and Mars, like if you just look at their Venuses together and their Mars together, it's not good. But when you look at the Venus-Mars matchup, it's pretty good. And there seems to be a focus on like, commitment but also yeah maybe being kind of unconventional and also like their stability and their career and the wealth they've obtained probably keeps them together um their junos are in signs that require commitment so justin's junos and scorpio so there's um there's good things and challenging things with that so with juno being in scorpio he's probably you know, cannot have betrayal at all for like a long-term relationship to last, but he may also be secretive when he's not getting what he wants. In particular, perhaps related to the emotional support and connection he needs and also probably the sexual activity he might need. Um, so yeah, so maybe, you know, when he was talking to that coworker, when he was buzzed or drunk okay. while filming that movie. They were, you know, they were holding hands. They were holding hands on a balcony and flirting, okay? Yeah, so when he was doing that, was that the low side of his Juno and Scorpio coming out? <laughs> Who knows? Um, and then was, um, Jessica's, Juno. Jessica's Juno being in Capricorn, she is more likely to not need emotion in a long-term, like, that's so broad, but like she may not need the same level of emotional connection to maintain a long-term relationship than Justin needs, um, or maybe the same level of like sexual activity or passion or whatever the case may be, but she's probably committed when it comes to a long-term relationship and needs that stability and commitment. Uh, because it is in Capricorn. So I could see in a long-term relationship, there being discrepancies or a little bit of a mismatch in um, Justin's emotional and sexual needs and what Jessica is likely to offer. Um, and Justin's way of dealing with that may not be the most um, ideal. I can see that happening. Um, 
Justin's Juno is in, uh, I think, uh, in his third house. Um, so he probably has the communication skills. I think that would be needed to maintain a long-term relationship. Maybe he says the things that he needs to say. And then Jessica's Juno is in her first house. So that means being in a committed relationship defines her and it's very important to her. So she's like the ride or die. Like she's going to, she's the stick around her. Like, I mean, she probably speaks her mind and she probably doesn't put up with total disrespect, but like, she's that person that's going to treat that has like a higher threshold like um and it's gonna try to make the relationship work so um I don't know on a compatibility on a compatibility level I think they're okay but it depends on what you think okay is like are they the most interesting matchup as far as romance and chemistry nah, it's like meh it's like not exciting but the stability and the success that they have built um, is what keeps them together. And she is like a traditional kind of ride or die girl. She has a little hidden Aquarius to her with like her Venus placement. Um, so she probably likes, since he's an Aquarius, like something about his personality drew her in and she liked it, but it's not necessarily the same kind of excitement that she can actually give to him. So I think yeah, she probably had a crush on him from his instinct days and finds him super funny and like unique and interesting. And she was probably drawn to that. But I think she's a little too like grounded and maybe not may not have that edge that Justin ultimately will need to stay excited. But Justin is also somebody that will stick into a relationship a long time. But how he does that and withstands that is going to be different to what some people will accept, you know, and it's all about like, what kind of relationship are you willing to be in? And that's different for different people. So are they like, are they the most compatible couple? No. In my, in my personal opinion, are they going to stick together? They may like, I think it would take a lot for them to break up because having stability, um, is very important to both of them. Uh, but I think these Taurus Scorpio eclipses that are happening are going to affect Justin and Jessica on a, on a, on a huge level. It's affecting a lot of their houses. It's affecting, um, it's affecting, it's going to pass by Justin's Juno uh, and Chiron. It's going to pass by Jessica's Chiron and Cirrus, which is the asteroid of motherhood. So it'll be interesting to see where they're at as a couple by the end of 2023 when these eclipses are done. So yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, so yeah, this is another couple that I think if they were going to break up, it would have been during North No Gemini and South No Sagittarius. They're not going to break up. Uh, the Chiron is in Taurus. I think this placement, from my observation, really makes a person really think about the foundations that they're establishing and the mm -hmm. family that they're establishing and how important it is and how family is very important. Um, the, the Mars, um, Mercury and Mars, um, uh, Venus uh, matchup in Aquarius is something that is just too solid. Um, so, you know, she, he really does enjoy um, how she communicates about love, how she is, you know, loyal to him. Um, and there's not really a question about her loyalty. He can be disloyal. He can be the one that's questioned because unfortunately uh, she's got wounds around, you know, uh, what 
her life is like in a relationship, what her, um, you know, so solid, having a solid foundation underneath her and not losing that foundation just because, you know, he held someone's hand on a balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, we're, we're looking at people from a very objective way. Like they're, this is their astrology. This is sort of an intimate, you know, letter from the stars of how they're experiencing life. But, you know, unfortunately her North node is in cancer, which means she wants, and in the eighth house. So she really, really wants to have a solid marriage relationships relationship. This is like something that her life purpose was here to experience. Um, Whether or not it's healthy, whether or not it's positive, whether or not it's loyal, that's not up to the experience. She can either overcome her fear of the stability that she is afraid of not having because of the relationship Mm -hmm. needs she has, or she can continue to establish the relationship that she is in and make it stronger and stronger. They're not going to break up. I think she might have another kid. Um, I think that they're going to have a few more, you know, um, maybe children together. She's definitely more of a background type of support for him. Um, But like, she's also producing a whole bunch of shows. So it's like, you know, her career is taken off on the back end, which is something a lot of women in Hollywood doing right now, um, whether it's they're producing their own show or they're producing shows that they're in or they're producing show female, female oriented shows they're realizing that their money is also powerful that they can have a voice even if it's on hulu as opposed to being on a mainstream channel Mm -hmm. um and they're leaving a lot of men behind which is something that i think maybe maybe since the north node is going to be in taurus it's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with since chiron is in there too Mm -hmm. so he might have an issue where she is going to be the breadwinner and he is like suddenly in the background which has been happening because he's Mm -hmm. not been on television he's not been producing any music the last album he had produced was so outside of the genre that he was doing before that it was not even relevant um no offense like i'm sure it was great but it wasn't like yeah it like totally tanked his last album it's like it's not (laughs) has nothing to do but it didn't have anything to do with his brand that was a problem it was very like you know i I, you know maybe memphis tennessee versus like urban that he was doing before you know um and and that's where the the music is headed music is headed to be more and more urban where urban is being mixed with rock and roll urban is being mixed with um music that is uh country so maybe if he had done a country hip-hop album you know circa old town road remake he would have done better but unfortunately his career is taking sort of like a back burner era and maybe it's time for him to heal that maybe he might come out with a better song or he's gonna have to deal with his wife who's really been the one pushing a lot of his a lot of her work forward Mm -hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see i don't think that this is going to be a breakup. I think that they just um, are living, you know, they're living together. They're enjoying their marriage. They're going to enjoy their lives together. And I really don't see them breaking up um, less, uh, maybe more likely to break up than the other couples, but not breaking up. Um, and, and I think they're happy together just because of the um, sun placements. Um, her only, you know, her only water, really strong water placement is the, um, a Pisces uh, sun and her Jupiter in Scorpio, which happens to be where his Juno is, right? So that's something mm-hmm. that is is interesting as well, that that's where her, her mixed up or her connection with him is. So, you know, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, hopefully she'll, she'll continue um, to grow her business and he'll be able to heal his wound, his 10th house and maybe come out with an even better album. Like that's what I really think might happen. I hope so. so. I hope yeah, so. I really love his music. We need another so. like future sex love sounds or something yeah. like please, Justin, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> so, I mean, the last couple that's on the list and I guess the one that we think is most likely more to break up is Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott. Are they even together right now? Like, I don't even know. Like, so it's like we don't even they have to look at our charts to know that they're kind of like all over the place the article was just written i think they're together i don't think they broke oh, okay they were together this week okay that's really great um their last their last place oh their God. last place i mean they have a pretty good let me see my quick thoughts on this this will be obviously last place couple last cu- couple we'll talk about but uh they have a good sun matchup uh I forget what their sons are I know Dean has like very strong Scorpio vibes very strong like I think he has a stellium in Scorpio when I checked yes. um yes so I forget why their matchup for the sun is good sun, yeah, so- he's got sun he's got Venus he's got Mercury and Neptune in Scorpio yeah so he is strong Scorpio and her moon is in Scorpio as well in the 10th house so yeah so yeah so she's a Taurus sun he's a Scorpio sun so that's a pretty good matchup it's like opposite signs but opposites attract kind of thing um but what what Taurus and Scorpio have in common is like that loyalty kind of piece um their moon is a pretty good match so her moon is in Scorpio his is in Capricorn um just because that serious aspect and uh, Dean could probably provide the tangible stability and commitment that Tori needs, but possibly not the deep emotional connection. Uh, Tori's moon in Scorpio makes her very committed once she decides to commit. So it probably took her a while to commit, but like once she decides, you know, she's pretty much kind of sticking around and her moon is in the sign of his son. So that's pretty good. Um, They have a pretty good Mercury matchup. Like how they are is how they communicate. Their Mercuries are in the same sign as their suns. Um, Their Venus-Mars matchup is okay. Uh, So Tori's Venus is in the fourth house. So probably being a mom and at home could be very important. Um, But her Mars is in the first house. So she's probably, I would assume, kind of egotistical as well. Um, and then Tori's Venus is in Gemini. Wow, Venus and Gemini all over the place with these celebrities. But his Venus is in Scorpio. So um, yeah, so with the Venus in Gemini, it's more lighthearted, maybe fickle. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That means we're nearing the end of this episode. <laughs> like, yeah. So Tori's Venus is in Gemini. His Venus is in Scorpio. Um, not a great matchup right off the bat. Dean could be very devoted um, and deep in relationship, whereas um, Tori's Venus in Gemini could be more high, more lighthearted romantically and require more communication in a romantic relationship. Um, the, even though their sexual preferences may not be as aligned, they could have strong sexual drives for different reasons so and I think that's what what drew them off the bat like right off the bat I think she had a reality tv show at the time about like her life and that was like when she first started going out with Dean and I think they had like just really huge um sexual chemistry so I could totally see that being like what drew them together but not necessarily what has helped them sustain the relationship, you know, things happen, you have kids, career things happen, life happens. And, you know, you just hit hurdles that your sexual drive cannot 
like fix your sexual drive cannot fix everything that happens in a relationship. Um, let's see. Dean's Venus and Tori's moon are both in Scorpio. Um, so, but Tori's moon in Scorpio is challenged because it's in a T square with her ascendant and her Mercury. Uh, so she might have challenges with giving the emotional support that Dean might need. Um, their Mars um, are pretty good. Like her Mars is in Pisces, his is in Virgo. So they probably balance each other well when it comes to their sexual drive, but also how they take action. Um, their Venus Mars matchups are pretty good. Um, their Junos may not be as aligned. Um, so Tori's Juno is in Sagittarius. So for a long-term relationship to work, she probably needs a shared belief system, intellectual stimulation. Dean's Juno is in Leo. Uh, so I would assume based on that, that for a long-term relationship to work with him, he probably needs like the thrill of romance and he probably needs a lot of attention, like for him to be in the spotlight. Um, and that could be hard when you're also a mother of like four kids. Um, their North nodes are both in earth signs. Uh, her North node is in Capricorn, his is in Taurus. So their sole purposes could be aligned in regards to, you know, um, achieving stability or trying to achieve stability. Um, Tori's Chiron, so her emotional wound is in Aries in the second house. And it's actually part of like a unique configuration called the kite. And it's interesting because Aries and second house together and having a wound around that is probably being assertive over your own financial stability or over your own self-worth. So, um, you know, she probably has emotional wounds around that, which we've seen like her trying to make a name for herself and have financial stability outside of the famous um, and wealthy spelling family that she's from. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the Taurus Scorpio eclipses will affect them quite a bit. I think my general synopsis around this or summary around this is that they're a pretty good couple. I think they, they probably connected on a sexual level, um, maybe on wanting the same type of things, like as far as like success and stability, they probably, you know, were aligned on that front, but Dean might need more attention and passion than Tori could provide. So that is like my summary on these two. So I think because I never know when they're together or broken up, they're last place for me. And also their, their matchup is kind of like, it's, it's good, but it's, it's, it's meh. It's whatever. It's not as interesting. I'm still on the, why do I care? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's I literally, crazy. that was like my first thing. I was like, why do I care? I think that she's going through like a midlife crisis type of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> just because she's got, um, you know, her Saturn. Well, the, uh, I don't know if it's the first Saturn return, but where is it at? No, no, it's not a Saturn return. It's uh, Saturn in the same sign as her Jupiter. So it's expanding a lot of the issues that she is uh, dealing with in her personal life, um, especially since it looks like it's also in sextile with Chiron um, and it's opposing his um, Jupiter. So, you know, he they, they're both getting hard hit with Saturn in Aquarius right now. Um, and it's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with in their marriage, including the fact that now the North node is going to be coming back 
to his north node. So it's going to be going over his north node in Taurus. So it's a north node return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that they that could easily lead to a breakup um, just because he needs so much attention. She might have other things that she's dealing with. She also did a whole body transformation while North Node was in Gemini, which was like very strange because everybody was saying how much she looked like um, uh, Kourtney Kardashian, I think it was, right? It's Courtney, the taller one. Yeah, <laughs> Courtney's the tallest one. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Chloe. Chloe's Chloe. the tallest Thank one. You. Chloe. So she did a she did a Chloe Kardashian remake. That's what they keep calling it. And it's like, you know, she's just trying to make herself beautiful. She's got Venus and Gemini. That's like the the fact that they can use technology to improve their looks, to improve the way that they are perceived. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably crushed her because she's got Saturn and Gemini as well that they basically compared her to someone else. So, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like being an individual, being an original thinker is something that's very Gemini. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, it's, it's also just the fact that they have their Jupiters opposing each other. That's probably what the original attraction came from. And the fact that um, their Mars, I believe also are opposing each other. They've got a lot of opposing and their sun is opposing. They got a lot of opposites in this chart. Um, so I think that that pulled them together in a way that they balance each other out. They sort of give each other what the other needs, you know, with Mars, like you said, it's the motivation versus relaxing and Pisces, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it really helps or Pisces relaxes and, and Virgo pushes. Um, but he's also probably a little bit of a perfectionist or nitpicky because his Mars is in Virgo. Mm-hmm. And um, being that his Jupiter is in the sign of um, the sign of Leo, he's probably got a lot more um, issues around whether or not he's the center of attention, whether or not he's the one who mm-hmm. she's focused on. So yeah, I, I think that overall, they could probably um, enjoy the each other's company because they bring out, you know, the opposite in the other. They push each other to be better people. Um, but also this um, North Node in uh, Gemini and possibly North Node in Taurus is going to be something that can make or break their relationship. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where they're at when the Taurus eclipse, uh, the Taurus Scorpio eclipses are done. So, you know, that includes, uh, that concludes um, our first ever celebrity Ooh. breakup rapid fire. It's like the Olympics, six couples. Did Gawker get it right? Did they not get it right? Feel free to let us know in the comments. It seems like we think that Gawker kind of didn't get it right. Like, I think there's a difference between ce- couples most likely to break up and couples that are compatible or not. So a couple can be compatible and break up for certain reasons and vice versa. A couple can be not compatible and like stay together because there's just certain traits of them or certain life situations that have made them realize, you know what, we're like in this together. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of 2022 if any of these couples break up. But it seems like we think that the majority of these couples will probably still be together. Tori and Dean, let's see. But like the other couple, or maybe Justin and Jessica, let's see. Like, but- (laughs) A lot of these couples have um, 
just placements that really show that there was a reason why they got together and there's a reason why they stayed together. So, you know, I hope you all have enjoyed this, uh, this uh, first ever celebrity breakup rapid fire. Uh, we'll see how it goes and how it all pans out if, uh, if any of these couples break up and we'll see what happens next year. Uh, so in the meantime, Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. There's more to come. And any last words, Stella, before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say honorable mention, um, <laughs> Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber. You think they're going to break up? Oh, we got to do an episode on them. You think they're going to break oh, up? Hold on, because there's one more. We're all forgetting that J-Lo is with Ben Affleck again, but the North Node is about to, well, already left. Um, North Node left uh, Gemini and is going to move into Taurus and it's going to be, um, you know, is it cuffing season? Is it engagement season? Or is uh, he going to leave her at the altar again? There's something that pushed him to leave her the first time and it was not all the attention that they got. So we'll see what happens, guys. Hopefully everything will be fine and these couples will stay together because I never want to wish ill will on anyone. But these are the honorable mentions that I have. And I've been so happy to do this. This has been such a fun experience. I love to talk about astrology and sinistry. If anybody is interested in an astrology or sinistry reading, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to do a reading for you guys to let you know, are you compatible with somebody that you're dating or somebody you're considering marrying? I mean, I would get an astrology report before I marry somebody, which I did. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, smartest, you know. one of the smartest decisions you've probably ever made. And like, I got to give a shout out to you, Stella, when it comes to the sinistry readings, like, like yours are just so on point and so recommended. I mean, I've purchased like in this past year alone, like at least four, like out of four different love interests that I've had. Oh man. <laughs> and they've all been so helpful because not only are synastry reports useful to know if you and another person could be compatible, but also it can kind of help you know why something didn't work out with a person that was like an ex or somebody that's like re-emerging, which could very much happen during this time with like Venus retrograde happening, Mercury retrograde happening. Sometimes blasts from the past come back and you kind of have to think to yourself, okay, like we didn't work out a first time. Would we work out in general? And so like a synastry report can help with that or with somebody you're trying to move on from to see why it wasn't going to work out so well in the first place and what you really uh, are better suited for. So yeah, definitely recommend a Bella Star Astrology synastry report. But then either one of us can really help you learn more about who you are mm -hmm. uh, based on your natal chart and like what tendencies you have and what's your purpose and, and all of that. So yeah, thanks for that uh -huh. shout out. Yeah. And thanks for the honorable mentions as well. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with Haley Bieber and J-Lo and, and uh, J what is it? J-Lo and, and Ben Affleck, Benifer. 2.0. Benifer and the Beavers. <laughs> Benifer and the Beavers. Like, we'll see what happens to them this year. Uh, but yeah, that'd be cool to do a future episode on uh, Haley and Justin. Mm -hmm. We haven't mm -hmm. analyzed them yet, but yeah. that, that could be a possible idea for the future. But if, but if any of you listening or watching have any ideas on future episodes, feel free to put in the comments. If you disagree with anything that we mentioned, if you think of any of these couples are like for sure going to break up, let us know. Or if you agree with our like insights, feel free to, to let us know as well. Um, but for now we will let you go. We'll see you for the next episode. Take care. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>